The Yearbook Internet Sportscast. Ah, dang it. This is how it always starts. Says in the yearbook at Hotmail.com. That's to contact us. More Andre Vasilevsky has arrived moments. I know. The Stanley Cup Finals ended like years ago. But seriously, are podcasts supposed to be breaking news? Are podcasts supposed to be topical? Are they? The NHL Lightning obviously always hoped Andre Vasilevsky would become the league's next truly great goalie. He would. They hoped he would be the best goalie in the league. And Vasilevsky looks like he has arrived at that point. He did not fall into the dreaded statistical anomaly where he doesn't win championships because he's highly paid. And what seems like mostly a huge coincidence, almost all the recent Stanley Cup winning goalies have not been among the league's highest paid goalies. They've been average paid or worse. But Vasilevsky won last year as an underpaid goalie. Then his contract really kicks in, and he wins this year as a highly paid goalie. And this is the point we're trying to make here. Vasilevsky also has five consecutive playoff series clinching shutouts dating back to last season's playoffs. That means five straight times when the Lightning have clinched a playoff series is because Vasilevsky hasn't given up a single goal. Now, that stat is a little misleading. It doesn't mean every time the Lightning are in a position to clinch a series, they do it. Uh, During this streak, Tampa Bay has allowed opponents to win and extend a series like they did when they were going for the sweep Ola Cola in the Stanley Cup Finals, but they lost Finals Game 4 to the Canadians. But still, the stat does mean in five consecutive playoff series, Vasilevsky has come up with shutouts in huge moments, like he did when he won Finals Game 5 over the Canadians and officially ended that series. This is not soccer. Any freaky bounce or shot that you just don't see ends the shutout. And Vasilevsky has been locked down. And Vasilevsky's lockdown goaltending has also allowed Tampa Bay to play multiple styles, which being able to play multiple different styles of hockey is usually the key to winning the cup. The Lightning can run and gun and score tons of goals, or they can play in tight defensive struggles. Just in this year's playoffs, the Lightning clinched the series over the Hurricanes with a close 2-0 Vasilevsky shutout. Then won Game 7 over the Islanders with a 1-0 Vasilevsky shutout, then officially eliminated the Canadians with a 1-0 shutout. Vasilevsky also eliminated Dallas in last year's Cup Finals with a narrow 2-0 shutout. And this has happened five straight times, meaning right now Vasilevsky is amazing in the biggest moments. In the NBA, uh, this year's Bucks were not a super team, which is not a criticism at all. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, think we got that right either way he's one of the league's best players you can make the point that he is the league's best player and the rest of the bucks are obviously really good but there's not a superstar among them meaning the bucks were not a so-called super team and still won the championship that upends the trend of all the best nba players gravitating toward just a handful of awesome teams to me that's good news for the nba Uh, for the nba itself which seems to want all of its franchises to be competitive, not just a few, and for the fans because it mixes things up a little. 
are there actually casual fans who want to see LeBron James in every finals? I mean, maybe, I don't know, but that just seems kind of predictable, as great as he is. The TV ratings for Suns Bucks, they were way, way up, but there's a lot of buts. Suns Bucks beat last year's COVID bubble finals, but had lower ratings than the three NBA finals before the pandemic. We're not going to know if anyone cared about Suns Bucks until next year's finals ratings come out so we can compare. The COVID finals, they were played, you might recall, in October, which probably hurt. But this finals was played in July, which since it's summertime is a terrible time for TV, so it might be even worse. But the 2019 finals were played in June, and that one crushed Suns Bucks. But Suns Bucks did play a Saturday game where a Sunday game might have gotten better ratings. The last time the NBA Finals had a game on a Saturday was 1981. That is not a typo, but it was only one game. So if next year's Finals are at a normal time of year and a name team gets in there and those TV ratings are lower than Suns Bucks, then it turns out there was lots of interest in Suns Bucks after all. Back to super teams. The 2019 champion Raptors were similar to the Bucks. Kawhi Leonard is one of the league's best players, and the Raptors seem to have a better roster than the Bucks, but the Raptors were also not a super team. So, twice in three years, heavily stacked up NBA teams don't win the championship. That ended a streak where teams loaded up with more huge stars than they should have been when NBA titles five times in seven years. Unfortunately, if the Raptors and Bucks wins are a trend, the league doesn't know it yet. The heavily stacked up Lakers won the 2020 championship, and they just traded for Russell Westbrook, making them the LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, even more stacked up but old. Lakers for the coming season. So at least the idea of collecting big stars to win a title is unfortunately not dead. It's going to be up to this year's near miss teams like the Hawks, the Suns and the Jazz to keep super teams as they're called like the Lakers and Nets out of the finals. But wait, the Jazz have Rudy Gobert and I think Donovan Mitchell's a superstar. So they have great players. That's true. But there's a difference between getting great by having a sharp eye for talent and getting great by just signing all the best players. Maybe the best example of this is Golden State. The Warriors built an incredible team incredibly. They drafted Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green. They got all of them. They drafted all of them. They got them solely through the draft. They did add one big free agent in Andre Iguodala, and they had a spectacular championship-winning team. But just two years later, the Warriors added to that already championship-caliber roster the league's most prized free agent, Kevin Durant. Not one of the most prized. Not a nice compliment to the other players. The biggest free agent in the league. And then the Warriors became a so-called super team and won the next two championships. The Jazz do have two excellent players, but they acquired both on their draft nights way before both were excellent players. So Utah does have Gobert and Mitchell and no luck signing free agent superstars. Likewise, the 76ers were bad, and that's how they got to draft their two outstanding players. 
Also, the Denver Nuggets are the ones who drafted both Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. The Nuggets drafted those two in different years, but traded both to the Jazz right away on their draft nights. So the Nuggets might now be standing in the Lakers' way and not the Jazz, if not for those trades. I'm your host, Doug, by the way. That Timothy Oliphant is great as vision. That guy's a star. Back to the lightning. I said lightning. Where the offseason has brought the lightning some salary cap space. They were reportedly way over the salary cap, meaning uh, Tampa Bay had to get rid of players. There was no longer any way around it. Players had to go before next season started. And Barkley Goodrow, Yanni Gord, and Blake Coleman all did go, and all three were valuable. But unexpectedly, the offseason brought the lightning. Corey Perry. As a member of the Stars, Corey Perry lost the Stanley Cup Finals to the Lightning in 2020. As a member of the Canadians, Corey Perry lost the Stanley Cup Finals to the Lightning in 2021. Now Corey Perry has joined the Lightning. Obviously. I'm sure he's happy to be working and getting paid. But if he wants to win, Corey Perry is betting on the Lightning to win the Stanley Cup for the third straight year. The odds are not terrific for winning three straight, and no one's done it since the 80s. And the odds can't be terrific for the same guy to lose a championship to the same team two years in a row, then that same guy immediately jumps to that same team and wins the championship. But that's the bet that Corey Perry just made. <laughs> 